and welcome to Piloting the Pilots, a podcast where two ambivalent TV viewers watch television pilots and let you know which shows soar to the highest heights of the small screen or crash and burn. My name is Aaron. With me, as always, is my psycho killer, Cameron. How are you doing today? Qu'est-ce que c'est? Qu'est-ce que c'est? Uh, hey, you ruined my expectations. Oh, really? That's my whole expectations. I was just going to sing that song. So, oh, really? Psycho killer, yeah, that's all I was going to do for my expectations. Well, we can still do that. Yeah, okay. It's not going to ruin anything. We'll do this twice. We'll act surprised. <laughs> so how are you doing uh, on this fine morning? I'm cold because it's cold outside. Cold. It's never right for you, is it? I'm cold, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cold, sir. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sorry you're cold. Yeah, yeah. But how are your spirits holding up? They're in a weird uh, holding pattern right now. Yeah, yeah, right? We're all kind of on bated breath. Yeah, yeah. Because of Halloween. Sure. That's why. And, and other events. <laughs> There's and, and other events that we there, can't... There are big time events happening right now. There are events happening uh, now. We are living we don't, in we don't like interesting to, times. Exactly. We don't like to get into that stuff. So. No, we're not going to. But it's just, you know, it's on everybody's minds, I think. <laughs> yeah. And if it's not on your mind, where the hell have you been for the past if four it's years? it's not on your mind, yeah. I, I don't know. Do like, envy- do you live in a hole in the ground? <laughs> do I envy you or do I pity I'm not, you? I I'm not know. sure. I don't know. Anyway, uh, <laughs> we're going to talk about other psychos in hospitals. <laughs> That's not how you fall into this. You don't say other, <laughs> other. psychos. <laughs> All right, let's talk about other psychos. Other psychos okay. <laughs> in a hospital. Uh-huh. Uh, do you want to give us a show synopsis there? Oh. And if you say Bradley James, I swear to God. But what are you going to do? <laughs> I don't know. Take it. <laughs> just, just take it. <laughs> show synopsis. In 1947, Bradley James begins working oh as a God. nurse. <laughs> Mildred Ratched begins working as a nurse at a leading psychiatric hospital. But beneath her stylish exterior lurks a growing darkness. I don't know. I don't know if I'd describe her herself as stylish. Really? I thought she was stylish. I thought the show was stylish. No, she's stylish because she's always looking at magazines in order to try to look normal. Okay. Okay. Well, I guess so. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's stylish, though. Is that? She's stylish for her time, for 1947. Yes, very. She's cutting edge. She's like pre-Jackie. Pre? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, well before Jackie, actually. Mm -hmm. Uh, Why don't you go ahead and give us the episode synopsis, if you wouldn't mind. Nurse Mildred Ratched seeks employment at Lucia State Hospital as it prepares to admit a new psychiatric patient. Notorious killer. Edmund Tolson. I know, I know. This is a Netflix show. It's relatively recent. It came out September 18th, 2020. Oh, that is recent, yeah. Yeah, so just a couple weeks ago. It's starring Sarah Paulson Mm -hmm. as Mildred Ratched. She was in American Horror Story, or one of the seasons of. Okay, the one we didn't watch. One of the ones we did not watch. Uh, And Glass. Mm -hmm. We have Finn Whitrock as Edmund Tolson, who was in... American Horror He's, Story. Okay, he was over the top. Uh, I mean, I guess that was supposed to be the point, but over the I top. I described him as, like, a less threatening and dopier Taylor Lautner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> less threatening. <laughs> That's even better. <laughs> yeah, I like yeah, that. I like yeah, that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can just hang out with my, my yeah. slack jaw half the time. <laughs> Tilt my head forward at about a 45-degree angle. Yeah. I'm a killer, apparently. Yeah, okay. That's, that's great. That's Loved your it. acting. You nailed it. You nailed it. We have Cynthia Nixon as Gwendolyn Briggs. Mm-hmm. She was in Sex in the City and Sex in the City 2. <laughs> nice. Nice callback. <laughs> we have uh, Judy Davis as Nurse Betsy Bucket. She was in A Passage to India and Barton Fink. Mm. I feel like I recognize her from something else. Um, I'm going to skip because she wasn't in this episode, but apparently Sharon Stone shows up eventually. Oh, hey now. Uh, she was in Basic Instinct 2. <laughs> Catwoman is what I gave her. For her film I film. love the choices that you pick. <laughs> we have Vincent D'Onofrio as Governor George Wilburn. He was in Adventures in Baby Yes, he was, as Thor, if yes. you guys didn't know. Oh, I love, I, I love that guy, movie. That's his best I role love, of the day. Does 
best role today, and he was still super creepy and still made me want to vomit. That dude is really good at what he does. He's very good at what he does. He was also in the Lego Jurassic World movie nice. and Jurassic World. Now, okay. Yeah. <laughs> he likes dinosaurs. Yeah. Quick question. Sure. Who was he in Lego Jurassic World? Oh, he just plays the same character that he plays in Jurassic World. He's, oh, the, he's the guy who wants okay. to like, put laser now, beams on the, the, a... on the, on the <laughs> velociraptor. <laughs> Yeah. 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 Okay. And then we got Corey Stoll, who plays Charles Wainwright. Mm -hmm. He was in The Strain. The Strain, which we did on this show, and he will be in the upcoming West Side Story. Okay. And he was also in Ant Man, of course, as Yellow Jacket. Yeah. And then I added this one last minute. We had Daniel (laughs) Di Tommaso. Because I was like, who is that guy? I recognize him from somewhere. He played Salvatore in this episode. He did not make it out of this episode. No, he did not. But he was in Witches of East End. That's right. He was the love interest that made her vagina explode into rose petals. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. I had forgotten all about that. That that show. Because, like, even when I saw Witches of East East End, I'm like, did we even watch that? I'm like, it feels familiar. And then you're like, no, it's the guy who made her vagina explode into Rose petals. I was like, oh, right. <laughs> that's right. Make your shows memorable, people. <laughs> Rose petal explosions. I, well, that, that was what I took. That was my takeaway from that, apparently. <laughs> As I said, this was released September 18th, 2020. The number one song. You know, this is a weird one because I know what the acronym stands for, but I've never actually said it out loud, so I don't know if I'm supposed to... Just say WAP. WAP. Yeah, there you there go. You go. <laughs> Wet ass... P word, if I was Ben Shapiro. <laughs> That's by Cardi B and Megan The Stallion in the number one movie. We actually have one. What? Tenet. Yeah. I don't. It's a, a Christopher Nolan flick. Oh, yeah, then I'm not watching it. Yeah. 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 Okay. And it, well, so give me your. Hey, David Byrne of the Talking Heads, give me, give me your prediction of this show, okay. Ratchet. She's a nurse who goes around killing people because she's a psycho killer. Run, 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 run away. Yeah, see? Okay. That's a great expectation, right? Nice. My predictions is like Joker. Like the Joker. It will be a wholly unnecessary prequel to a character whose strength lies in her ambiguity. Ah. We will be given answers to questions we never asked and shrug (laughs) with indifference. It will not in any way strengthen One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. It will be arguable that the writers have done anything more than a surface read of the novel slash movie. Cool. Yeah. I, I, I... Yeah, I had no idea where she was coming from. Because you've never seen One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Well, I've Nest. read it. Oh, and you've read it. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, I'm not going to remember a nurse from a book I read years ago. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, you know. fair enough. And, I mean, I've watched the movie within the last year, mm-hmm. and I would say th- th- this... This does not do her justice. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, I think my prediction's pretty spot on. I, I'll get more into it when we actually start talking about it. But when, in the meantime. In the meantime. Since we have nothing better to do, you want to talk about haunted dolls? You know I do. I got a new haunted doll to talk <laughs> about. All right. Can we cue the eerie music that's been happening lately? <laughs> what key? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I've noticed there's been some eerie music in the backgrounds lately. <laughs> For this episode's hair-raising yarn of demonic dolls, mm. I've chosen Ukiku, uh, the follically fecund doll from Haikyuu. What's with the Fs, honey? I was really going for alliteration. Yeah, I don't, man. <laughs> <laughs> alliteration is way overrated. It really is. Well, especially as people who sometimes read books for yes, money. Yes, yes. <laughs> like, your alliteration is killing us. Oh, yes, for <laughs> It looks sure. great on the page, but to say To it, actually say it out loud, nope. <laughs> she is from Hakido, Japan. Hakido. She is from Hakido, Japan. Thank you. <laughs> In 1918. You know, I bet you could pronounce it Hakido if you wanted. I've always <laughs> pronounced it Hakido. I, well, we have a listener. We have Cam from Japan. He can fully tell us how to pronounce it correctly. But I took three years of Japanese. This, I mean, I, you know, for That a means fact, nothing. That means nothing. This, what I'm about to do is going to be painful for one listener in Japan, for sure. <laughs> because I am not going to pronounce these very well. Okay. All. In 1918, 17-year-old Akichi Suzukio 
was touring a maritime exhibit in Sapporo and saw a doll, about 40 inches tall, wearing a kimono with a jet black okapa haircut, which is basically uh, a jaw length. A bob. Well, it's jaw length and then a With bangs. Sharp yeah, that's bangs. a bob. Okay, a bob. Yeah, bob. Now I gotta bleep that out. <laughs> was it worth it? Yeah. Was it worth it to you? It was worth it. That hairstyle is horrid. <laughs> The doll was so adorable, he immediately snatched it Aw, oh, it does sound very cute. And bought it for his two-year-old sister, Oki. Aw, oh, that's adorable. Although I do And wanna... then let's leave it at that. And that's the end of the story. What a no- cute story. Nothing horrible is going to happen That's adorable. On. And we're done. You're welcome. Okiku was completely enamored with this doll. They said she took it wherever she went. Of course. And one person was like, she even slept with it. Well, yeah. Which doesn't sound weird to me. No, I'm like, because it's a doll. Yeah, and our boys sleep with like 40 stuffed animals. Good lord. And then they end up in our bed. <laughs> and they take them all into our bed. Um, I wake up sleeping on a crunchy spider. I mean, maybe at the time that was weird to mm. sleep with a doll, but like. It, that was never weird. I, I, well, maybe culturally, maybe in Japan you don't sleep with dolls. Yeah, early 20th century, maybe that wasn't something you did, but... No, because, like, that's did, never been weird. But she did, and, it, and people felt the need to point it out. Okay, whatever. So, as making this a weird thing. Whatever, she was... She and the doll became inseparable. Okay. And she actually ended up naming the doll after herself. Mm. So the doll's name is also Okiku. Okay, cool. Okay, so tragically, because these stories are always tragic, <laughs> a year later... Okiku, the girl, mm-hmm. came down with yellow fever. Oh, that's horrible. She was only three. Yeah, she was only three years old. She died clutching <gasps> her favorite oh, toy. Oh, that's awful. This, Why like, didn't you end the story where I wanted it to end? <laughs> with, with just with someone giving someone a doll. That's such like, a yeah. nice thing to do. <laughs> just like, like Annabelle. Like Annabelle. Her, her mom gave her 28-year-old daughter a raggedy Yeah, adult. but this one was the an end. older brother who gave his cute younger sister. Yeah. That's, and the, that's adorable. And the doll was said to be like almost a mirror image. Yeah. It was really cute. So it was the family's intention to bury Okiku, the doll, with Okiku the girl. Yeah. But in their grief and there were some like weird government regulations that prevented her, them from being allowed to do that. Okay. So in the end. That's really weird. So in the end the doll did not See that's up... weirder to me than her sleeping with a doll. Yeah. It's like sleeping with a doll is like so normal but like you're preventing someone from being buried with their doll? Yeah. That's weird. It's like I mean if you're a girl <laughs> let her. Let, let her, her be buried with her doll you a-hole. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. When they realized what had happened, they decided to build a shrine to their daughter with the, with the doll kind of as the centerpiece of okay. the shrine. Okay, that's okay. And everything was more or less normal for a while. But then, your typical haunted doll strangeness started to occur. But if the doll was haunted by their daughter who had died, yeah. how is that bad? No one says it's bad. Oh, okay. This isn't a scary story. Okay, okay. This is just a story about a haunted doll. Because I would imagine it would be okay. Well, listen to the story, because it's actually, it's not not bad. It's not bad what happens. So, anyway, they started to have dreams about Okiku. I believe they mean the doll. Mm -hmm. And in the morning, the doll would be lying there beside them. So in the night, the doll would be Okay, okay, I'm sorry. That's effing creepy. No, I mean, like, no. ghosts. Now, if the doll, if the ghost just stays in the doll in that shrine and you go to him and be like, hey, I brought you some rum because you're, like, 21 now. <laughs> you know, because they've right. had it for a really long right, time. Right, 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 right. You know, that's fine. But waking up with a doll suddenly in your bed, that's effing creepy. I don't think haunted objects, whether they're malevolent or not, help <laughs> being not creepy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think, I think they have to be sort of. A little creepy. Okay. Other oddities include mm. lights flickering, banging, and voices. I'm doing a lot of hand gestures and no one can see. I know. And these, we need like to make the, this, like, video. No, we don't. <laughs> um, these activities increased as they approached important anniversaries, such as, like, Okiku, the girl's mm. birthday. Okay. Or, like, the anniversary of when she died. Like, it would, like, build up, build up, crescendo. <laughs> exactly. And then it would kind of die down. Okay. Perhaps the most peculiar thing was the doll's hair. And now you remember. Yeah. The, as you described it. The, the sh- bob. <laughs> <laughs> well, and if you describe, you know, it's like very yes. clean lines. Yes. Well, 
After a while, they started to notice some split ends on the hair. What? And it had gotten noticeably longer. What? They went to their town's spiritual leaders and... Or take it to a hairstylist to get the bob back. Don't worry about it. We're going to get to there. We're going to get to there. Okay. They took it to the town's leaders, uh, spiritual leaders, and they were determined that Okiku's spirit had possessed the doll. So with this in mind... (laughs) Oh, really? Wow. (laughs) Real genius there. (laughs) So with this in mind, they kept the doll in its shrine. I guess, except for when it would surprise them at bed. (laughs) Or when they're using the potty. And they continued to... Or taking a bath. (laughs) And they continued to care for it and pray to it. So this ha- this went on for twenty years. Oh, so she does end up needing rum eventually. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yes, okay. absolutely. In nineteen thirty eight, the family's fortune had changed and they needed to leave Hokkaido. Hokkaido in order to search for work on the mainland. They were convinced, however, that Okiku the doll's possession was reliant on her proximity to their daughter's grave. Yeah, sure. So they were afraid to take the doll off the island. Okay. So what they did was they took it to a nearby Menenji temple and asked the priest there to take care of this doll. Uh, By this point, everyone knew about this doll. And they knew it was being possessed or held the spirit of the daughter. So they were like, yes, of course, we will take care of this. Yeah. So after some time, as Okiku got more comfortable in her new surroundings. Oh. So now she's getting creepy, right? No, no, no. Really. She's getting creepy now, right? We'll see. We'll see. We're she's almost, getting creepy We'll now. see. Well, you, you got a three-year-old ghost girl. I'll let you be the decision. She's getting creepy I'll now. I'll let you decide. Because she's been a three-year-old ghost girl for like decades now. She's probably getting crazy. Probably a little bit crazy. Yeah, she needs to move on to heaven or whatever. After a time, the priest started to be visited by her in their dreams. Oh, yeah. See, she's getting real creepy now. <laughs> and they confirmed firsthand that the hair does indeed grow. Oh, my God. That's creepy. So they took... This is surprising to me. They took samples of the hair and sent it to scientists to have them analyze it. And the scientists confirmed that it is human hair that this doll is growing. And you can go visit her today in this temple. I don't want to. Where her hair is now down to her knees. What? Yeah. And and So they stopped cutting her hair? Well, one of the dreams that one of the priests had with her three-year-old girl was like, I want long hair again. Well, she said, he asked her in the dream, can I cut your hair? And she said, yes, it's okay. So every once in a while, they trim her up. Okay. But it still just keeps growing. That's weird. What? Also. What? I don't know. Also, perhaps a little weird, <laughs> is the doll's mouth is said to be opening slightly. Mm-hmm. Her lips are parting. Okay. And if you look inside of her mouth. No, don't want to. You can see baby growing in. No. On her plaster gums. No. 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 Mm-mm. Such is the end. No. No. Okay. The, okay. So was that creepy? Do you think that was creepy? I don't think that's necessarily creepy. Oh, you don't think a doll growing hair and baby teeth apparently is creepy? <laughs> They're not fangs. They're, it's a doll <laughs> growing baby teeth. I mean, let's... Okay. I can't explain the hair thing. I mm. cannot, ex- unless unless the priests are playing a, a, one of their funny jokes. <laughs> yeah, priests are known for their comedy. <laughs> now, the tooth <laughs> thing, now, if her, I don't know how open her mouth was. Perhaps the doll is just, like, gravity and age has, like, loosened her mouth. <laughs> That's now, not how it works. Now, perhaps maybe. That's not how it works on a doll. Or maybe her mouth was always a little open and it was painted red. Right. Like it was like gums. And then like right. the paint Over is Right, over time, off. now that makes a little bit more and sense. And then you're yeah. like, so mm-hmm. instead of like, it's not tooth growing, it's the paint flecking. Right, right. So it looks white. like teeth. I don't know. I yeah, mean, that makes a little bit more sense. Or she's a demonic doll out to kill us all. Uh, she's not demonic, she's apparently. She's a little girl. She's... Why would she stay, though? I don't know. Maybe she doesn't know how to... Like, isn't this a matter of, like, not crossing over or whatever? I don't know. Like, where's this angel of death? Hello, uh, touched by an angel. Well, I don't know. Where were you? Well, and, like, and then we get into a whole, like, problem of, like, cultural differences and religious differences. It's like, I I don't know. It's not okay for a three-year-old who died of yellow fever just to be haunting a shrine. That's not okay. She's not being mean. No, but she needs to move on. Well... I don't or know whatever happens. Too. Yeah, I don't know what happens. Maybe she's doing what she's supposed to be doing. If that were the case, we <laughs> would have a lot more hauntings. 
Well, we do have a lot of haunted dolls. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any haunted dolls. What are you talking that about? That you know of. Richie Cunningham is not haunted. <laughs> <laughs> that you know of. Your BTS boy My over BTS there. BTS boy. He's not haunted either. <laughs> so let's transition. You know, I've noticed we've been talking a lot about how many dolls I have. Guys, I don't have many. Just like three. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all haunted. And they're all haunted. <laughs> so let's transition from haunted dolls okay. to... Uh, there's not a really good segue into ratchet, ratchet, bastardizing literature. I don't know. Well, I would imagine at one point D'Onofrio calls her doll face. How about that? There you go. There because you. there's a lot of sexual harassment. And, so. then he, and then at one point he says, she's choice. Oh, it's so, oh, he <laughs> makes me want to vomit. She said choice. <laughs> okay. He's so good at what he does. Oh, he makes me want to vomit. <laughs> so, so good at I just want to puke every time I, I see him. I just want to puke every time. First off, what's your initial impressions of Ratchet? I, I I thought it was fine. I mean, it was it's not as bad as some of the stuff we've seen. Yes, like I agree. it was better than AHS. I okay. thought. Yes, yes. You know, because there are parts that had me like laughing my ass off, like her weird sexual fantasy. Right. Yeah. I thought that was just hilarious, and she's like, and then you go and die. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, with Corey Stoll from uh, yes. The Strain. Yeah, so I thought that was funny. But for the most part, I it was just fine. I'm not really into it. I don't like it. I don't hate it. It's just meh. I think I, I, think I liked it a little bit more than you. Okay. I think I, I, I put it a little bit above meh. Okay. Like it's more of a meh. <laughs> <laughs> um. I think one of my problems, one of my big problems with the show, and I actually asked you to pause it at one point. Yeah. Is Netflix, Mm -hmm. just because you can have a show be an hour long, doesn't mean it has to be an hour long. Oh, for sure. And it was, and I was like, because that was a point where I just started losing all. Yeah. I actually had to ask you, I'm like, what was that conversation about Mm -hmm. right now? I don't, I I just lost all concentration on what was going on. And it was exactly 44 minutes. Yeah, that's how long a show should be, I think. And I feel like we've been conditioned to the 44-minute show. Yes, we have. You know, so anything that goes beyond that Mm -hmm. is too long. Yeah. Unless you're going to be like Sherlock Mm -hmm. and double that. And make it an an actual movie. Yes, an hour and a half. And now we have a a three-act structure like a movie, Mm -hmm. so it feels like a movie instead of like a long TV show. Which happened to me last night. I was about to stay up all night watching them all. Yeah, we we just started watching the Benedict Cumberbatch. You should specify which one we're yes. talking about. The Benedict Cumberbatch, Martin Freeman, mm-hmm. Sherlock, which we've watched before. Yeah, but I don't remember it. It's been years, and we never yeah. finished it. And we never finished it, so we started watching it again. Yeah. I and think, I was like, man, this is so good. <laughs> I think the reason why we stopped watching it was because they were almost too good. We were too yeah. wrapped up in it. Yeah. And we were like, okay, I need a break. Right, and then they ended up being really long, and it's, you know, it's, it's not a, like you get a lot of time. Yeah, it's an hour and a half yeah. investment. It's like, mm-hmm. and it is like a, it's not something you can easily just stop. I had to lose sleep in order to watch this last night. Yeah, so that was my, <laughs> I think that was my biggest criticism with this show, mm-hmm. was once it got to 44 minutes, I was pretty much done with it. Yeah, I was checked out. I was checked out. Mm-hmm. It was, and the other problem with the show I found was it was very style over substance. <laughs> like nothing really added up to much right. to me. Like story wise, there were story digressions that I didn't really feel were okay interesting enough. Mm-hmm. Like there's a moment early on where she has gone to this hospital. She's trying to get this job. She's trying to meet with this guy named Dr. Hanover, mm-hmm. who's doing a very admirable Peter Laurie impression. <laughs> yeah. And I don't hate it. <laughs> I think it's pretty good. But then we cut away from her to Peter Laurie as mm-hmm. this doctor trying to get funding from the governor. Right. And I was like, why are we not even with Ratchet right now? I don't know who this guy is. Like, we, we are not really introduced to him. Right. We're not really understanding why he's here or what his motivations are. It's just mm-hmm. like, the show takes a, a stop right. to go visit this other character we don't know mm-hmm. to... I guess it was to establish he would never have gotten his funding if he hadn't done this. Yeah, I get it, but I feel like it just really slowed down the momentum. For but me. it's like, hey, you want to know what you wouldn't watch real bad? Bureaucracy at work. Right, and yeah. it's like, 
she was definitely the most interesting character in the show. Uh, yeah. Like, clearly. <laughs> yeah. And anything that, like, took you away from her mm-hmm. just felt like, why are we wasting time with this? Yeah. I mean, I understand it, but it was also just felt, this is not interesting to me right now. Agreed. I'll, I'll tell you something else I'm sick of. Mm. And maybe it's an American Horror Story thing, too. Okay. There's way too many dudes jerking off in TV shows. Oh, my God. Yeah, okay. So I I was thinking about that. My very first line that I wrote, yay, priest jerking it. And and then not 10 minutes later, a dude's getting, like, rubbing himself at a gas station. Watching a couple just, like, kiss. Yeah, yeah. It was... They were they were just kissing, and he's all like, "Let me touch myself while I'm giving this lady a gas." Change. Yeah, like 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 I'm so compulsively like, have to touch myself. Yeah, I don't understand why we have to see people jerking it. To me, that's kind of like a private moment. You you, you do you, man. Well, like, and it I seems don't to... need to see it. And I it's... don't need to see a priest jerking it either. And it seems to be like Ryan Murphy's because the same. Yeah, he's guy. like, this is what men do. Whatever it doesn't living. matter. Or when you're just doing your job and you see a sexy woman, you're just going to yank it. And I love the fact that he felt this one priest you wanted to jerk off, yeah. like, had to set aside his night to do it. Oh, my God. It that was, was like hilarious. I was, was like, first got to, like, yeah. make an excuse. Oh, I'm a little sick. And then he's got to yeah. grab out his Vaseline yeah. and his, like, <laughs> and his, Sears, his Sears catalog of, like, the broad. And he's yeah. like, hello, ladies. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, he's like. <laughs> He's seducing himself. Yeah, I was like, wow, this is something I, like, I would be doing. He's like, Because I have to set up everything. I'm going to make a night of this. <laughs> <laughs> Takes me like four hours to get this stuff situated. I start prepping a week in advance. <laughs> I do. It takes forever. So I was like, why is it taking this dude so long? Yeah, like why is he? Yeah. he it's like this elaborate thing. It's like just. Jerk off, man. You Do it in the shower. It'll take five minutes. You could have gone to see Mur- Miracle of 34th Street. You could have been like, I want to take a shower before we go, guys. Yep. Go Boom. in. Done. Boom. Done. And you know what? You'd still be alive. Yes. This is what happens when you jerk it, guys. You die. It's a sin. <laughs> it's dirty, dirty You sin. don't go blind. You just die. <laughs> you get murdered horribly. Dopey looking Taylor Lautners will come after you. <laughs> you don't want that. That's not the last thing you want to see. <laughs> <laughs> and then other, like, I think a lot of my notes are really more about style. Right. But, like. Will you explain to me. Yes. What the green screen was all about. I don't know. Okay. Like, usually when you see green in literature or right. movies, like, you're it's talking. It's like envy or envy. It's jealousy great, or whatever. It's great Gatsby. Yeah. Or if you've ever seen the great expectations from the mid-90s, yeah. everything is green. Yeah, yeah. All the time. Yeah. It's not easy being green. Like. <laughs> But the like, Hulk, clearly an envy monster. Yeah, but like, <laughs> but she doesn't seem to be afflicted with any kind of greed or envy or jealousy, really. I don't know. Like, every time the Her screen motor- turned green, it was always like she had an idea or she was about to implement a plan. Yeah, and that's... But I was like, why is that green? I and mean, that's why I say style versus substance. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, okay, stylistically, you're doing something here. But if you're not being clear about what you're doing, yeah, then it's not really working either. Yeah, I wouldn't mind getting our listeners' uh, input on that. Like See if, what they think the green screen's about. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. It feels like it's trying to... It feels like it's trying to communicate something yeah. to, the, to the viewer. I but, feel like maybe it should go almost like it goes dead when she's plotting things, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. It's always when she's walking down the same hall. <laughs> always the same hall. Maybe the lights in that hall are just bad. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the other kind of stylistic problem I had with it. Mm-hmm. Okay. The, the feel of the, the show overall is very Hitchcockian. I, okay. Which is a radical difference from the either the movie or the book one flew over the yeah Christmas. it's not a thriller no no it's not so but the music was relentless <laughs> you know what i think i tuned it out i didn't hear any music oh but i went i think my problem was once i got to that 44 minute mark mm-hmm. and i kind of tuned out plot right it like, was just hammered in my head this music is strings and it's maybe very... they're trying to make you feel like you're you're losing your mind too. I felt like I was losing my mind a little bit. Okay. I, I just feel like music is great and it's I think it's definitely a part of filmmaking mm-hmm. and television making. But like anything, you can use it too much, and okay. I felt like this show used it way too much. 
I picked up some like random things that really aren't that important in the grand scheme of things, but to me, it stopped me because it's it's a detail. Okay. And you know, there's always some detail that irritates me. Yeah, of course. Which is why I dated so many guys because they were all losers. Yeah. Like I dated them for like three to five days. And I'm perfect. Yeah, you were perfect, so I instantly married you. I'm smiling. Yeah, you should. Because, you know, there's always one thing yeah. that just gets under my skin. Yeah. And it's about people and it's about just different things. So when it comes to TV shows, yeah, there's this one thing that just irritated me. It's stuck in your craw. The hotel keeper. Right. What, are, what do you call them? The innkeeper. The innkeeper? Yeah, I guess. Okay. Okay, well, she was talking about how none of the papers describe what actually was done to the priests. Right. However, in 1947, that's a bold-faced lie. Because in 1947, newspapers described deaths in gory details. Right. Well, like, we even recently learned about the St. Augustine Lighthouse Keeper. Yes. Mm-hmm. His death. The newspaper reported he hit every landing on the way yeah, down. Yeah, he pinballed, he, he pinballed, he pinballed through. And it was a very <laughs> gruesome way to describe it. Yeah. And when you're looking at all of these older murders... In the newspapers, they would describe every last detail, every gory, bloody detail. That is what the newspapers did. Right. So in 1947, she says that suddenly I'm like, no, they yeah. would describe every gory detail. They would say, hey, this priest's head was slammed into a toilet and there's blood everywhere. And, you know, they would right. describe the whole thing. That's well, what they did. Yeah. And newspapers were sen- sensationalist yeah. because you didn't have TV, I don't think really at that point. Not really. More people read at that time. And you probably had radio. Yeah. But again, you would have to capture people's imaginations. Yes. And this was how you did it. Yes. And so that You just, can't just be like, oh, they died. Like, it's like a stupid thing, but, I it, see how, but it irritated me. I can see how that would stick in your craw because it would be like... It was just, just a little dumb thing. But that little dumb thing just irritated me because I'm like, that's not how it was. Yeah. 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 So you're trying to put this in the right... You know, milieu, the, yeah, the right era, and you can't even get that thing right. Yeah, again and again, that's like a style versus substance yeah. issue. It's like you did so because, well. Ah, oh, who was that uh, Hollywood starlet who died around that time? Uh, Naomi, Naomi, Naomi. We solved her death. Oh, uh, because it of her was chauffeur. her, uh, her chauffeur. chauffeur. Yeah. I don't remember her name. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway. That was also around the time, and the newspapers described her death in gory detail. Yeah, in gory detail. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm just, it just irritates me. Right. That the newspapers didn't release the gory details of this. They would have. They, they would have. Because they want to sell newspapers. Yes, they would have. And it, they it, wouldn't have listened to police to it, say, keep this under wraps or and whatever. And it's a very, like, I don't want to use the word again, but sensational death. Yes. Where a guy walked into church and mm-hmm. killed I think five or six priests. Yeah, it was but only in, when like TV became kind of more mainstream that they were like, no, we're not showing that. Yeah, we can't show that. Like they used to be able to write it. Yeah. And then they were like, no, we're not showing it. Now, of course, they they like to show more stuff. Now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's the same. It's the same yeah. mentality, though. Yes, exactly. Um, so that irritated me. And then something else that just irritates me, just mm-hmm. as a societal thing, mm-hmm. is how smoking is gives you a rated R. Yeah, like, that was one of the stupid. things. That, that I, like, everybody in 1947 was smoking. Well, Everybody. Yeah. So if you leave something like that out, that's just stupid. And and secondly, uh, who f***ing cares? Right, It's yeah. a cigarette. Yeah. Calm down. I think people have gone overboard with it. Like, every few years you hear about, like, people trying to use digital technology to remove, like, Ugh, Humphrey so Bogart's It's so ridiculous. And it's just like, first of all, I don't think little kids are watching Casablanca and being like... <laughs> You know what I, I want to do? I want to smoke, just like Humphrey Bogart, who <laughs> died of cancer. <laughs> yeah, know? right. I, I don't know that that's happening. Now, if you want to keep it out of, like, modern. Right. So, like, I that makes more sense because less people smoke, so mm-hmm. it's more jarring. Right. Or it's more of a statement if your character does smoke. It's yeah. saying something about them if they smoke. Yeah. But in, like, the... Anything in, like, the 40s or... Anything in the 1900s. Anything pretty much <laughs> earlier than 1990, really. Yeah. Well, uh, 95, I think. Actually, I, you know what? They were still smoking in the mall where I lived at when I was... In 2000s. Yeah, in the 2000s, so... Yeah, yeah. Hasn't been all that long no, ago. No, I mean, like, you could still smoke in restaurants in the early uh, 2000s, Yeah, I, I yes, believe. yes, you could, so, yeah. So, yeah, so it hasn't been that long, so it's kind of yeah. like... It's just back off. Like, I understand, don't promote smoking. Yeah. But, like, also, from a historical 
standpoint, it would honestly look a bit weird yeah. if people weren't smoking. Exactly. That's so ridiculous. So Is you there... see somebody smoking on the side of the street, you're like, you're rated MA. I yeah. got yeah, to so... run past. That's so, just dumb. So you, if you want to make it MA because, like, dudes are, like, feeling themselves up. Right. If there's sex or there's nudity, mm-hmm. I get that. Oh, yeah, Violence, totally. Like, I... But smoking a cigarette, that's like, just ridiculous. Like, to put, like, this character is historically smoking yeah. in an accurate fashion mm-hmm. and be like, that's as bad as a dude getting his face crushed in by a toilet. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, these are the same to us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's kind of dumb. Yeah, so I thought that was stupid, but those are just my little, you Your know. little nitpicks. My little nitpicks. One, you know, the show can't help because apparently smoking is TVMA now. Yeah. And then the other one is just poor knowledge of history. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. You're setting your show in this historical time period. You should know it. I hear you. No. And I, well, that's what I'm saying. Well, that's what I was about to say. I'm not earlier. even that topical with history. Yeah. I don't know it all that well. But right. even I know this small piece. Well, and that was what I was saying before. I was starting to say before about style versus substance. And this, mm-hmm. They put a lot of research into all the aesthetics yeah. of the era. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that they put as much thought into the societal right um, the meat of it the the, the other things yeah. that would have been happening of the era like everything else felt very real the clothing yeah the the architecture mm-hmm. obviously the cars and all that right. stuff that all felt very authentic mm-hmm. but then you have stuff like that it's like so you just went with what things looked like yeah um and then again there's there's another stylistic thing i didn't really like i don't think it worked okay. when ratchet and Corey stole from the strain yeah when they first flirt Mm-hmm. Like, first they make eyes at each other, and then they kind of flirt with each other. And it is the most hard-boiled, <laughs> noir flirting I've heard. <laughs> and it would not be out of place in a 1940s film okay. noir movie. like mm-hmm. the, But I don't think it worked here. Right. It felt too stagey. It mm. felt too self-aware of, like, this is what we're doing now. Right, right. And, like... I don't know if that's a, an issue with the actors not being able to pull it off mm. or if it's just a problem being like, it just felt very fake. Yeah, it did. It felt very fake and very forced. Very fake and very mm. artificial. It's like, this is how people talked in the air. It's like, no, the movies talk like that. People yeah. didn't talk like that. Yeah. We don't talk like people speak in Transformers either. Yeah. You know, like yeah. that's not how we speak. Uh, and I think my biggest gripe I had with this show mm-hmm. So you had a historical gripe. I have a literary <laughs> gripe. Okay. I don't think I appreciate... After watching the first episode, I don't necessarily have a problem with the, the show. Okay. I don't necessarily have a problem with the story. Mm-hmm. I think the acting is okay. I think, mm-hmm. you know, it could be interesting. I don't think it's something that's going to keep me. Right, right. Like, I don't think I'm going to watch it anymore, but I didn't hate it. Mm-hmm. I think I think there are people out there who will like this. Yeah. I didn't like how they usurped Nurse Ratched for this. Okay. Because Nurse Ratched is not a bad maybe person. They just, maybe they just really loved her name. Well, that's what, and they asked that. I was like, does she have that kind of cultural cachet? No, that, because like, I don't remember her. Right, and I'm like, I'm thinking a lot of younger people mm-hmm. or people who don't watch classic or read classic literature. Mm-hmm. I don't think it means anything to them. So the only people that would mean to are people who have read the book or watched right. the movies. And if that's the case, then you know this isn't the Nurse Ratched. From there. Right. She is an antagonist to McMurphy in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Mm-hmm. Not because she's bad necessarily, though. She's just the foil to his free love. Mm-hmm. He's a rebel. He's, And she represents a strict order of okay. things. She represents society forcing people to conform. conform and be stuck in your little box. Right. You know? And you find out through the course of that that the... And I can't remember the name of the institution in that, so I don't know if this institution... Oh, it's called Cuckoo's Nest. Yes, of course, because they're very sensitive That's, about Yeah, these very things. sensitive, yes. But, like, <laughs> the people in that movie and book, they were there voluntarily. Mm-hmm. All of them were there voluntarily. McMurphy goes in there because he's going to go to jail, so he's like, I'll have a better time if I plead insanity. I'm mm. going to go to the cuckoo's nest mm-hmm. and I'm going to ride it out. I'm just going to pretend to be crazy. Right. And then she and him butt heads. Mm-hmm. But she's not necessarily a bad person. She's just trying to keep order. Okay. She's not a murderer. Right. And in this, she's a flat out, straight she's, up murderer. She's not 
necessarily manipulative. Mm -hmm. She uses drugs. She uses some kind of like what you would describe as maybe abuse and shock therapy, which is all period appropriate Mm -hmm. of what someone in her position would be. It's more that she's just the foil for this free love guy. Well, then, yeah, this show makes no sense. Yeah, so to make her... Because she's really manipulative in this. Yes. She made it to where she got her job by blackmailing a nurse. She also made it to where she gets to keep her job by nearly killing this priest and then saving his life. She made it to where her job is fully secure by getting this other guy to commit suicide that she has to hide. Right. In order to protect Dr. Hanover. So she's made it to where, like, she is fully secure in her job by, like, killing people, manipulating events. Right. And blackmailing. The only thing they... So, based on your description of the book's nurse... Yeah. That doesn't compute. It doesn't... Yeah. The only thing that they... I would say that they have in common is a sense of order. They want Mm -hmm. order. And so this ratchet is, like, trying to fit all the pieces together to make it how she wants it to be. Right. But I didn't see order with what she was doing in the show. I think... Yeah. Well, I think in her mind there's order there, though. Is that what the green screen is? Her bringing things into order? Perhaps. No, because uh, the green screen was her watching those two do it in a sink. And then she walks... It's almost like when she's angry or she's being faced... Like, the the movie wants you to think, like, oh, she's so stuck up. Like, I'm talking about the original movie, like, the 1970s. Oh, okay. Like, she's, 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 has no, she can't have fun, blah, 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 blah. She needs to loosen up, blah, blah, blah. And and this, I I didn't get from her, oh, and by the way, she was abandoned as a child. Right. You know, she has a crazy murderer brother. (laughs) You know, like, like that's, and I feel like it's disrespectful almost to that character. Mm -hmm. Because it's. The story is, well, the, the book is told from the uh, the Native American's point of view, but mm-hmm. the movie is told from McMurphy's point of view, which makes her the villain by, you know, it's like mm-hmm. an unreliable, almost narrator situation. Right, kinda, right. You know, it's like she's only bad because she's against You don't like I, what she's doing. I don't like what she's yeah. doing to me, even though she's actually kind of right in a way. Right. But maybe not her means. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It, it, it just seems like a pretty crappy way to... A cash in on a character and totally misunderstand the character completely. Right. You know? Yeah. Again, she was only bad because she was bad compared to McMurphy. Okay. But in her, from her perspective, McMurphy's the bad guy. Yeah. You yeah. know? So, it, I don't know. It, it just feels cheap. Mm-hmm. I would have rather the show be... You could do the same thing and maybe describe her as ratchet-like. Okay. You know, she uh, a yeah, nurse. Yeah, I, I feel like in. I feel like they should have just made this something else. Yeah, like made it as it is, and then yeah. named her something else. Yeah, and just just called her Mildred or something. And that's what I'm you saying. Know? Like, I I'm like, does she really have that much of a cultural cachet that we have to like bring right. her into this? She's not a horror character. No. She's not a murderer. Mm-hmm. She's just she was a nurse who wanted to keep her ward. Yeah. Tip top. Yeah. You know, like that's it. Hmm. So I don't know. It just didn't work for me. You... Oh, but I did enjoy the uh, title script. Oh, yeah. That's the, nice. The, the font because nice. a lot of script fonts are disappearing because they're not being taught in school. So uh-huh. it's harder for people to read them. Right, And right. know, know what, the, what it is they're saying. So when you're working on graphics or books or movie posters or whatever, it's rare that you see actual script fonts. Because... Most of the time, they're just like um, swoopy print. Right, So that yes. you still recognize the letters in right. there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this was actual script font. And I thought, oh, that's nice. Well, I like that's that. Nice. That is nice. Yeah. Bring back a nice font. Bring back script. Um, Want to hear what other people have to say? Yeah. Okay, so from Brittany Diane, she said it is awful. <laughs> she said, they ripped off one clue over the cuckoo's nest, which is fine, but then made a gross and also perverted Miss Ratchet. Why can't they just make a good show and not have their weird fantasies <laughs> added on? Okay. Oh, uh, I think this person's about to say what I said. One Flew Over was compelling because it took a man with energy and life to help the men break the shackles of their own contempt. This was not the case in this show. This was just shock and horror, and not even a good story because, honestly, there really wasn't one. I agree. Mm -hmm. Just sex. Uh, Okay. Maybe later. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, we did have one sex scene, Well, we've scene, got a priest jerking it off. And then, and then a got... weird seduction with her and Corey Stoll. Yeah. Which was funny. Yeah, which was funny. But, um... I don't know. There was... I didn't see a lot of sex. No, I wouldn't I wouldn't say it was excessive or no. anything. No. Well, not in this episode. Maybe later. Maybe later. That's all they shove in your face. Never mind real human emotion. 
I wouldn't recommend anyone to watch this. It's sad because I like American Horror Story. Oh, well, then this is why we have a difference of opinion. <laughs> <laughs> but this wasn't supposed to be American Horror Story. This is completely different. Well, not necessarily to Ryan Murphy. Yeah. Dude's jerking it. That's his jam. If you watch <laughs> One Flew Over and then watch this, you will be truly disappointed. I don't know if I'd go that far. You know, I don't know that I'd be disappointed. I just don't get it. I don't understand. I, I don't understand what they were trying to do necessarily. Mm. I'm trying to think of a good literary analogy. Like, I, I can't think of one right now. That would be be appro- appropriate, but it's a complete misread of the character. I mean, I suppose you can interpret whatever you want under whatever you want, but it just seems weird. Right. You know? So we have Sebastian O.D.V. Mm-hmm. said classic Murphy-style series and loving So it. he really loves watching men jerk off. He loves that stuff. Because that is classic Murphy. <laughs> classic Murphy. If there's anything I know about this dude's style, a, it's a jerking off dude. As soon as I see the back of a guy jerking, jerking it, it, I'm like, this is classic Murphy. Classic Murphy. <laughs> Not sure why some reviewers aren't enjoying this series. <laughs> It is a Ryan Murphy classic <laughs> style series. It is very obvious by his style of writing and directing. Okay. Resembles American Horror Story. I don't... I no, disagree. No, I disagree. I disagree. This yeah. is much more stylistic mm-hmm. than, than that. Yeah. But this series has a very cool edge that could be shown on primetime. Okay. Mm, okay. But it's a Netflix series. It's, no. a, it's not. No, it's not. I personally also enjoy how he uses same actors as love seeing how his carefully selected actors morph into the new characters they are playing. So, like, acting. So, like, acting. Like, doing their job. (laughs) I really enjoy when you have a person who (laughs) pretends to be one person, but then pretends to be something else completely different. (laughs) I like like it when actors can do the bare minimum of their profession. (laughs) I usually don't like watching series of this era. Wow, because oh, there's so oh, many. Oh, it's in the 40s? A pass. <laughs> <laughs> but this series has kept me engaged in loving the storyline. So, um, that's that. So, say okay. something. So, you're mostly indifferent. That's a kind of a hard thing. Yeah, I'm mostly indifferent. Can you say something good about it? Was there anything particular that stuck out to you that you liked? I really liked the um, scenery. Yes, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. Where Wherever they had... Um, Put the location of yeah. Lucia. I thought that, that was gorgeous. Yeah, I think I I liked a lot of... I, I, I can't... I mean, again, I keep coming back to it. I liked a lot of the style of the show. Mm-hmm. I also think it was too much and it needed to be reined in a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. I like the music. Mm-hmm. I just think it was too much music. Right. I, I liked a lot of the stuff, but it just needed to back off a little mm-hmm. bit. And, I mean, again, I, I didn't mind what they were trying to do. Mm-hmm. I just... I, I guess I'm just precious about certain things. I feel where I'm like, like it was too pretty to pull off the vibe it wanted. Yeah, it's too clean. It's too clean. Well, it's I too think that's, pretty. I think that's. But not not clean in the right way. Like not in that sterility. Like not in to a go with sterile, it. clean way. Because right. there is a lot of you know Art Deco and stuff. Because right. it used to be a day spa, More which like, they set up. You, but yet they kept all of that furniture and stuff. It's like art with too sharp of lines. Yeah, and the. It was too HD. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was too sharp, mm-hmm. too colorful. And I feel like that kind of ruined the vibe right. of being sort of a thriller. Right. Because I was too distracted well, by it? the color. What is it exactly? I guess it's a thriller. I think it's a, I think it's supposed to be a psychological, psychological thriller, thriller. Right. I think. But I don't... Yeah, I just didn't... Because I, I was just too distracted by the color to actually follow the plot, really. Right. So, would you... Would you go to series with it? Would you... I mean, like... Well, apparently this Murphy dude has fans, so I'd be like, yeah, I guess. I, yeah, I guess he's kind of got, got that blank check kind of situation yeah. going at this point, where it's like, you've done all these hit stuff. Yeah. I don't get it necessarily, but if that's what you want to do... <laughs> oh, no, we're falling into the uh, Sean Connery style of picking <laughs> roles. Role. I don't understand any of the superhero crap, so I'll just do this league one. <laughs> oh, it's a failure. Okay, it figures. Yeah, he got, he got yeah. offered the Matrix <laughs> and Gandalf in Lord of the Rings. It's like, I don't get that. Oh, uh, I guess I better take this League of Extraordinary because Gentlemen Because apparently role. these are big things. And then he quit, and he's like, forget it, I don't forget get it. Forget it, I don't get it. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm trying to think. I, I think I would, 
I think I would <laughs> make it go to series, and I think I would regret it. I think I would fail. Well, here's what I would do. I would greenline it to go to series. However, I'd be like, but it's not Nurse Ratched. Yes. Well, I don't want any references to One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Because there is You none. make this your own yeah. so that we're not offending the literary community, but yet we're making this kind of new kind of... Uh, psychological drama slash thriller yeah. with a manipulative nurse who you don't really understand yet. Well, and, and I feel like I'm repeating myself, but I feel like that's exactly right because I don't understand why marry it to mm-hmm. that. Something that is so well-known and so loved. Right. But only well-known and well-loved to people who know and love it. Right. And those people get it. Yeah. So <laughs> so who is this show for? Because if it's the people who get it, right. then they're going to watch this and be like, well, you clearly don't get it. Right. And then if it's like, well, I'm going to call it Ratchet, and it's like some Generation Z kid who's neither seen the movie nor read the book, they're like, I don't care. What's Ratchet? Yeah. You know? Like, That's a cool name. Yeah. I don't. I, yeah. Oh, is that a thing? And yeah. then they're going to go read the book or And watch then they're going to be like, well, this has nothing to do with this. Yeah. yeah. Or worse, it would color their impression of that character Mm. It's like, oh, she's like that because she's a psychopath. Right. Or she's a sociopath. Mm-hmm. And, you know, McMurphy's right. And it's like, you're not so supposed to So it defeats necess- the whole purpose of the original book. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, I don't know. It just, so like, it could actually damage, like, future interpretation okay. and analysis. Okay. If shown to the wrong people, I think. Okay. If it's shown first. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if that's really a risk or anything, but right. you never know. You guys let us know what that green light's about. That's, that's, the green screen. The green I want to know why that. Yeah, why? Why? What does that? Because this is one thing I can't even like. Well, it was weird too when she walk, theorize about when she walks into that one nurse who's having an affair, mm-hmm. uh, and we get that classic Ryan Murphy style of butt <laughs> having sex. He really likes the rear end of men doing themselves and women. <laughs> <laughs> but when we get that scene, that doesn't go green. That goes blue. So are like the no, no, that was green. It started off blue, but turned green as she walked down the that's hallway. That's what I mean. Like it started blue when, it, when she looks at the her. Right. It's blue, but then she leaves and it like morphs to green. Is it like maybe a, he was uh, because everybody like, uses red so much that he was like, I want a different color. Is it a seven deadly sins thing? Like each color represents like a different thing. Well, what was blue? I don't know. Lust. No. That's primarily red. So you want to hear a weird theory I've heard recently? Okay, sure. And, and apparently this is true. Okay. Gilligan's Island. <laughs> oh, okay. What's a twist? There are seven castaways, uh-huh. and each one represents a different seven deadly sin. <laughs> but I've heard it a couple ways, and one way I like where they're going. All right. Some people have too much time on their hands. You know, we have uh, real issues well, to deal and, with. And this is one of those things. Where I read this, and I was like, and they were like, this was the people who created the show, this was their intention. And then when I Googled it, uh-huh. like I was like, was it? Like, everybody was referencing themselves, and nobody was, like, saying, like, this was their original intention. Right. So I, I think it might be just, like, a fan theory. Okay. And, but even if it's so, I, I can see it as being, like, maybe a, a launch point okay. to, like, not saying, like, we're making some kind of big philosophical or theological statement with Gilligan's Island, but just, like, a, a launching point to give, like, characters, like, this is who they are. Kind okay. Of so you had Ginger was supposed to be Lust. Mm-hmm. The professor was Pride. Okay. Thurston Howell was Greed, obviously. Yeah. His wife was Sloth because she was never helping anybody. Okay. The skipper was Anger. Okay. And who am I missing? Oh, Gilligan. Ma- Mary Marianne mm-hmm. was Envy. Okay. Because she was always envious of Ginger. Okay. And then... See, this is where, and then, like, so then you have, like, what's the seventh one that I'm forgetting? Murder. Gluttony. Oh, gluttony. Okay. So I guess you would have to shoehorn Gilligan as gluttony, but some people didn't like that, and they were like, actually, the skipper counts as two. No. He's gluttony. See, this is where your dumb theory doesn't hold water. He's gluttony and anger. You can't be both. And then that leaves Gilligan alone, who, it's his island, and he's always thwarting their escape. Which makes Gilligan Satan. Which I no, that and doesn't make wearing, sense. And he's always wearing red. I thought, okay, so following this theory, <laughs> if that's what they want to go with, then Gilligan is constantly thwarting those impulses of himself in his head. Right. 
I I don't know. So he would that wouldn't make him Satan. That would just make him trying no. to be a better person and not giving in to these sins. Yeah, I don't I don't see him as being I would actually I, I would I'll keep with the seven sins. I don't remember the show. I have not <laughs> no idea when the last time I, I have, saw an episode yeah. of Gilligan's Island is. I would say maybe he's sloth and then Mrs. Howell was gluttony or vice versa? Or did he eat all the time? Was he always eating? I have no idea. <laughs> this is the dumbest theory I've ever heard. But anyway, it's a lot like Ratchet. Okay. <laughs> sure. Yeah, you take something that's not what it's supposed to be. And then you're just trying to yeah, like... Yeah, and then you're just trying to make it, I don't know, in- intellectual, but mm. it's not because it's so not right. Yeah, it's just not right. Yeah. It doesn't fit to me. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't... I don't want to watch any more. Like I said, I'm not going to go so far to say it's a bad show. You know what? I've I've changed my mind on a lot of things since last week. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> I've decided I'm really stoked we're watching all these shows. It's giving me a broader perspective on okay. uh, culture and media. So you up until last week, you hated everything we were doing? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. Well, I just felt like there was nothing good coming out. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, but now it's it's not about whether or not it's good or bad. Right. Now it's about well, how is this shaped by the world around it? Right. And that makes things a little bit more interesting when you're watching them now. Right. Like I guess I can see Ratchet is definitely a product of now. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Even though it's yeah. supposed to be set in 1947, yeah, it feels so very. I'm glad we're watching these things, even though I hate most of these shows. Yeah, I'm glad I've watched them, and now I feel really bad for hating on The Witcher as much as I did. Oh, uh, do you? I do, because there are some really crappy shows out there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and, and that, yeah, right. I'm starting to really you know? understand that too. It's like I said. Well, I think I said that with Dark Shadows. Right. It's like, you're like, oh. You know, like, yeah. like suddenly realize like the things you didn't like. Oh wait, no, they're actually yeah. they're okay. Actually. Maybe I should revisit this. Com- compared to like other <laughs> things that are out there, this is great. Like I feel really bad for hating on that now. <laughs> <laughs> but if you want us to hate on anything else, <laughs> piloting the pilots releases each Tuesday and can be found on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Or wherever else fine podcasts can be found. But only fine podcasts. If you only... if there's a site with crappy podcasts, we're not on it. And I'm pretty, I'm <laughs> sure you guys aren't listening to other podcasts. Right. Are they cheating on us? They better not be. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> As always, you can contact us with any questions or rebuttals on Twitter at Pilot Pilots or email at us at pilotingpilots at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you and your thoughts about the green screen transition if you've watched yes. the show. I want to know what that's about. Uh, next week, we will be watching uh, The Mist, based on the Stephen King novel. That, and movie. Or novella, I should say. <laughs> and, yeah, they apparently made a TV show of it. I That's crazy. That. I loved the movie. I thought it was hilarious. I believe it's on Hulu. Mm-hmm. You thought the movie was hilarious? Yeah. Okay, well, I'll talk about that next week. We shouldn't get into, like, <laughs> the, the movie. That was a really funny movie, especially that ending. God, you are a, you. <laughs> no, that was hilarious. You are a ratchet. That was hilarious. You have to admit the ending of that movie is hilarious. You don't no, see it coming. No, you don't see that coming because it's just it's it is so shocking. <laughs> it is not hilarious. It's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So I remember watching that for the first time and just busting out laughing. Wow, you are insane. <laughs> No, because it was supposed to be so horrible. It is horrible. Yes, exactly. It's supposed to be so horrible and shocking that it just flipped that switch in my mind to where it went over. Yeah, it went over the top into ridiculousville for me. Wow. This is how I, you know, function. I am learning a lot about you on this. Oh come on! You've been married to me for sixteen years, honey. (laughs) You know a lot about me. (laughs) Anyway. You knew what I was when you married me. <laughs> and you liked it. Oh, gosh. I what get... does that say about you? Nothing good. Nothing good at all. <laughs> Nothing good. That's how I was perfect to you. I could be easily cold, cowed by your... Uh... By my weirdness. <laughs> by your weirdness. But anyway, so we will see you next week for The Mist. I believe it is on Hulu. So if mm-hmm. you want to watch along, feel free to do so. Mm-hmm. Oh, and vote. Oh, yes. What I haven't gotten my absentee ballot yet. 
I've looked into it. Well, we could discuss this after the podcast mm-hmm. is over, but yeah, it should be here soon. It better be. So, it better be. I want to vote. Want to vote? Want to vote? Never been more psyched to vote. Never, actually. Never. Like, I've never felt so powerful now. See, like, the... voting in the past has never felt powerful. Yeah. It does this time. It makes a difference. Like, you, historically, you want to be able to look back on this mm-hmm. time and be like, I didn't sit by. I did something. I voted. Yeah. You don't want to no. be like the other Germans in World War II. Yeah, you don't want to be those. You don't want to be like, oh, I just sat by and did nothing. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> not to talk about politics. We'll see you next time. Bye. Love you.